0: Welcome to the Eyes of Indigo with your infinitely curious hosts Iris Carter and Margot Ross Sears. Please like, rate, and subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. More information available at facebook.com slash eyes or at iriscarter.com where you will find a link to the Eyes of Indigo podcast want to welcome everybody if you're uh new to the show welcome welcome if you're returning we're excited that you're back again and um we are i'm iris and Margot is um, our my sidekick here and we co-host this every week um please be sure to find us like us follow us subscribe on youtube facebook um ITunes, itunes and spotify and yeah so um yeah and and share 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 share, share all you can uh because we do want to grow our audience we, we 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 like what we share t- with y'all and, and we want to um keep going yes and uh looking at where people are watching from i think we're going good on facebook and on youtube which is good i'm Either I hit something wrong last week. I don't know what happened, but uh, one of those glitches. Um, but this Facebook week i
1: wonky. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, um. Anyway, tonight's show is about God, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and and some people might think, well, that's a little lofty or or overreaching, but.
1: We're not no, afraid. No, I was going to say, hell no. Girlfriend, girlfriend, you're going into home base <laughs> now. We're talking about going to the great within.
0: <laughs> yes. And so as we talk, if you have comments or questions or anything like that, uh please put them in the, um, type them in. And, and we love... Seeing what y'all have to say, we got uh Lee Crandall Carter with us. Hello, Lee and Mary
1: yay, and Heather Hilton all joined us and said hello. Yes, hello. so awesome. Um, so God, uh, let well, me you can just call me Margo, <laughs> <laughs> My friends call me Margo, <laughs> bringing that yes. one on you. <laughs> Good job. I was, um, waiting for it. I was waiting for it. <laughs> the well, next time um, somebody screams out, oh God, you can say, um, my friends call me Iris. You can too. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Oh, thank you, but my friends call me Iris. <laughs>
0: um, well, let's so,
1: what are we talking so let's about look tonight? At,
0: let's look at what. Um, okay, traditionally. God has been seen as the. It's hour
1: her over here. Go
0: ahead. That's not just any kind of orange juice. <laughs> That's our special juice. It's fortified. <laughs> it's our oh. special
1: juice. <laughs> Except for I'm not a technical mommy, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. Sorry. Go get back on track here. Oh God! <laughs> no, don't even, don't even go there. <laughs> Uh,
0: (laughs) oh i'm digging myself deeper and deeper um the the traditional sense of god is this omnipotent singular man in the sky of course it would be a man because he has to be
1: well the patriarchy yeah the patriarchy you're talking about if you don't mind me jumping in, actually, yes. you're talking about a Christian uh, yes. perception of God, which is currently a patriarchy. Yes. So, therefore, and, you have a father and a son and a Holy Spirit, and they completely have ignored the feminine divine. Exactly. Right. And
0: then, if you look at, like, I mean, sure, in the, in the, well, you know we know that there were the roman gods and the greek gods and they were they were sort of a panel of he's and she's that were right a pantheon learning things but <clears throat> when christianity <clears throat> came about <clears throat> all that kind of got whittled away and and it and because uh the the the, the men that were creating Christianity at the time, at the time, didn't think women were worthy. Um, I was born and raised as a Jehovah's Witness. Oh, the so Heather's
1: are, are so warped. <laughs> hey Heather, I know plenty of mainstream Christians, Jews, um, Islams, and Muslims. They say the exact same thing. My recovering are so warped. Yeah, <laughs> sweetie. Thank you for saying that. But honestly, you're not alone. <laughs> yeah. <Thank you.
0: laughs> yeah. Um, so. So you've got this thing, you know, and then, of course, you know, the Christian people think that other people can't have a God because theirs is the only God. Right. But you know, every religion tends to does have some sort of central figure. You know, some
1: kind of main creator de- deity that overrides all other deities.
0: And so instead of saying, oh, let's, let's all share, <laughs> it's like, no, I want mine. No, you gotta have
1: yours. <laughs> exactly. But there were plenty of pagan-based, I guess you'd say, or even earth-based religions that did agree to integrate, such as Celtic The Celtic um, were fine with adopting uh, Catholicism into their belief systems and pantheons. Um, Santeria is an integrated uh, spirituality. And if you look into voodoo coming out of the Caribbean, oh my God, they're about as Catholic as you can get. Yes. With a Caribbean twist that's, you know, that has indigenous flavors left and right. And literally every single saint has a um, has a parallel you know ad- identity in in that belief system too that dresses and acts more uh, indigenous to the islands rather than European sainthood call me now <laughs> <laughs> alright we're gonna get beetle juicy here in a minute. <laughs> Dale, a dale. <laughs> dale, dale. Daylight, come and me one go home. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Kisera, Kisera, Kisera. <laughs> All right. We're so, supposed to be talking about God. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sorry, God. <laughs> uh, God has a terrific sense of humor, so we are entirely on track, if you ask yes. me.
0: Um, and okay, so. So we- it, 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 everybody claims a different deity, but it's really part of what we wanted to, to talk about was the unification of yes. all of these and, and how they all fit together. Yeah. And, and I know you and I both agree. And,
1: On the stuff, yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's like, you know, there is a singular source. That every
1: everything emanates from a perceived to be singular source. I've learned to qualify that's a words like that. So we perceive, yeah, we perceive it as a singular source and typically us tree hugging woo-woos and gurus and a lot of oo-oos out there, (laughs) shamanic people. (laughs) We characterize it as unity, as the singularity, as uh, the creator. Um, there are some that say creator and creatrix, you know, to give it a male and female, but that's going back to duality again. Um, we're talking more about the unity, like you said.
0: Yeah. yeah. And so, if, and, and the other commonality that I like that I've seen um, in, it's like the God particle that is yeah. within each of us. Or, I mean, even when you look at the traditional Christian texts and things that, you know, you are a vessel of God and God yeah. is within and all that. Yeah, the church That's Christ is actually inside
1: of your heart. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But yeah. we are because it's
1: mm-hmm.
0: we're all specks of the same, which means that we are all connected.
1: Even in traditional uh, exactly. Even in traditional conservative um, belief systems, such as, and I'm not cracking on anybody in particular, I'm, I'm citing what I've been told by Baptists, Protestants, and ultra conservative uh, Christian belief systems. Humans are still characterized as children of God. You're still designated as at least a little piece of the great creator. Obviously, other belief systems go on to say you, uh, you're you children of God, you are a reflection of God, you are a, a, a part of God consciousness, all the way up to you are God, and that each of us actually is an embodiment of God, and every kind of um, gradation in between. But even the most conservative ones at least say children of God, which means you're a part of God. Mm-hmm. or the original source, or as uh, Heather Hilton pointed, she used a a, ni- a really nice neutral phrase, higher power. Yes. Which is a nice neutral term. Lots of cool neutral terms being in the wedding business. Oh my gosh, people have all kinds. <laughs> people hire us when they don't have a formal religion to officiate their weddings. So I've written almost 2,000 ceremonies yeah, lots of really cool terms come down the pike um, for what is divine. And higher power is a typical one. Uh, divine creator uh-huh. is a big one. Also, spirit and great spirit. Yeah, Even people who are not indigenous Native American tend to use words like great spirit and spirit. So uh, the source is a common one. I like um, what um,
0: Heather said. The greatest thing I have learned in my journey to uh, is all Creeks, rivers, streams, all flow to the same place, and that's a very good analogy.
1: Excellent analogy. Excellent analogy. And Um, and
0: I think you know, in and especially in a world today where some people are so divisive and so, you know, this dualistic. It's like look at the wording and how similar the wording is in. You know, the child being a child of God or having the God spark or uh, being um,
1: having Jesus in your heart.
0: Yeah. All those things they're saying basically the same thing, Mm -hmm. but it's just people's perception and what they want to hear or what they're able to hear.
1: Yes, there's a (laughs) learning curve. Yeah, that comes with age. Most of the time, although young people are catching on faster than ever before from what I've observed in, in this culture. But, uh, yeah, it comes. There is a learning curve. Absolutely. In that. But um, historically, embracing God eventually requires you to look at your connection with God and or what about you is or is not. Perceived as godlike, where are you good at the godlike, or maybe where you feel like you're lacking in godlike? So then the next step becomes, what is godlike? What is godish?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a
1: bakery item. <laughs> I'll take two goddesses and a Danish. It, it sounds very Hebrew. It sounds like a deli. It sounds like a Hebrew double confession. Can I have a goddess there? Put your over the price, darling. Give me the goddess.
0: Can you can you put that in my the right please?
1: <laughs> maybe to we'll speed me up to the slow-mo.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Back to um, the temple.
1: All right. Yeah. And so... Yeah. One of the things says, I think the whole point of us developing religion is for social stability, to build community, belonging, and survival. Absolutely, that's why humans um, indulge in labeling their religious beliefs. It is a way to bond. It is a way to identify why nature, earth, physics, uh, magic, and technology does what it does. However, the bleed over is what I just touched on. Whenever we run into a more technologically advanced society than than our own, humans tend to automatically assume that 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 technologically advanced society are deities. Case in point, um, when the Europeans started coming after Christopher Columbus and they came and checked out Mexico or Central America and the Aztecs, saw these white guys uh, coming on shore in their little canoes from the boats. Two things, they thought these white guys were gods because of the technology and the armor and the metal and the tools that they had and the, and the, you know, and the guns and the blades, uh, the metal forging, and they assumed that they were gods. Another interesting point was when they documented it in history that they, that they saw these um, strange white men approaching they could not physically see the European ships docked several hundred yards off the coast. They physically saw nothing because they had no reference to see a European seaworthy ship. Therefore, it was not in their conscious, they had no reference for it. So in their mind, from their point of view, these humans were materializing out of nowhere and coming across the water in little boats that look similar to their canoes, so they could so they could see that. But it took them days and days of saying, you can't see our ship, it's right there. <laughs> it's a little, yeah, a little, it's brown and black and white. And there's a, you know, such and such on the side. Nope. <laughs> There's nothing there. And eventually they had to learn to see it. So I've heard of that phenomenon. Yeah, and, and it's and that happens all the time. I, I, once I learned about that phenomenon, I noticed when I do that myself, I don't notice things that I don't have a frame of reference for. And I have also noticed where people who want to manipulate society use that principle all the time to bypass to sneak things through that you don't notice. There's a TV show called Brain Games or something like that that illustrates that point. They put they have a guy in a gorilla suit run through a yes. a, a basketball game. And then they ask, did anybody see the purple gorilla? And less than half yeah, less than half actually see the purple gorilla.
0: Yeah. I don't know what the name of that and Angela was asking, do we know what it's called? And I don't know what the phenomenon is.
1: Uh, Yeah, somebody would have to look that one up. I can't remember what that's called, uh, the name of that. Uh, uh, Angela, assuming that you're asking about what's the name of that phenomenon. Yeah. Uh, Uh, We don't have a frame of reference. We don't know what, we don't see it. And this ties back into what is your frame of reference for God? It's based on what you were told growing up, which is what your parents were told growing up, which was what your grandparents were told growing up. And since then, what you read, what you hear, what you see, which is why people who are born in the nineties and later are actually much harder to fool because of the information age. They are research hounds that they often don't get credit for. But yeah, yeah, they are much I, will,
0: to fool. I will I will challenge that a little bit though, because on the okay. front side our education system is teaching mm. them for the test. They're not mm. teaching them to be critical thinkers. So a lot of them will take it face value, and I only and I really saw that a lot when I was teaching classes on the community college campus to, to, the younger students. Where, you know, do I need to know this for a test? <laughs> no, you need to understand the concept. <laughs> Don't
1: worry That's about the answer. That's true. You're right. The critical analysis kind of thing, kid does kick in, you know, when they hit, you know, mid 20s, later, later in 30s, when they start seeing the evidence of what you and teachers like you pointed out. Guys, you're memorizing material and not getting the concept. Yeah. 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 yeah criti- take a critical thinking course in college. <laughs> yes.
0: And, and <laughs> you know, and I was constantly taking you know and and i would explain to them you know look at a baby you know a baby learns to roll over then it rocks on its knees once it gets on its hands and knees then it realizes it can move and it you know you're learning things and he's adding to what he already knows and that's the same thing that you're doing all through school adding to what you know and then how do you take what you know and apply a new concept and relate it
1: that's that's personal growth yeah. And that's spiritual growth. So the concept of what is God is a terrific example of that human process, which is pervasive, as we just pointed out, everywhere in our existence. Yeah. So his start. So you have, you have, I you had a little bit of a syllabus of what you wanted to cover today.
0: Well, um, Well, one of the things I wanted to to kind of segue into, before we do that though, let's show off your necklace real quick. Oh. So we can, or not real quick, but you know what I mean. that's <laughs> all right. All <laughs> get that
1: out of the way. way <laughs> get it on there. Throw, throw it up there. Uh, some of you have seen this before. This is actually I call this the Keys, a-e-y-s and it's a necklace that I made when I founded Lua Light and Energy Workers Association. I founded it back in 2000, well, it was created in 2003, it was founded in 2004, and Lua is multi-faith, it is non-denominational, and I created five necklaces, and they all resemble this one, that each charm, I'm going to get as close as I can to the camera, uh, each charm on it represents many faiths. And I stopped counting at 150, <laughs> all right? That was enough <laughs> for now, <clears throat> but there's more. But just to give you an eyeball of what we're, we'll are start from this side, this is a healing hand. You can see the little spiral on there. This is the I Ching. This is a crystal Merkaba. You can see all the little points on it. <clears throat> this is a phoenix. Tons and tons of Central American and South American belief systems. These are Native American feathers, a brass one and a silver one. This is Christian cross. That one is the feminine divine. She has a little swirl on her belly. Star of David. All the Judaisms. Buddha. Buddha, Buddha, Buddha. And then we get up to the OM. A lot of... uh, Near Eastern Indian-based Nepal religions. And over here is a little tiny human skull. Well,
0: it's not a human skull.
1: It's not a real skull. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a monkey skull or a cat skull or a bird skull. It's in, it's in the shape of a human skull. Yes. <laughs> to, to recognize like I said, Santari, Budouin and all those similar type religions that, uh, and actually there's Mexican social like Day of the Dead, that human skull is a sacred object. Yes. <laughs> so yep, I strung them all there uh, with the intention of inviting all of those beautiful energies to participate in whatever spiritual event is going on at the time. And I made five of them, and the other four have long since gone to other Lua members who wear them when they want to, too.
0: Nice.
1: But I thought this was a nice reflection of the many faces of God across cultures. Very true. Tonight was a good time to wear it. Yes.
0: And uh, like Amy said, yeah, it's a miniature skull. It's a
1: miniature skull. I got a little ET floating around here.
0: (laughs) But, um, some of y'all, one of the things that caught my attention in, in kind of thinking about what we were going to talk about tonight yeah. to segue all of this is, and let me make this uh, full screen. Um, some of y'all may remember the song sung by Joan Osborne, and it was written by uh, Eric Brazilian, And What If God Was One of Us. And I, as I listened to the song again, I was struck by a lot of things that were in the words, and that's why. I mean, I've taken out some of them because I'm going to put the whole, all the lyrics up there. Right. Um, but you know, if God had a name, what would it be? And would you call it to His face?
1: Um,
0: you know, yeah. hey George, <laughs> uh, if you Andy. were face, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Andy, uh, and,
1: Andy talks with us, so his name is Andy.
0: Andy, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, if you were faced with him in all his glory, what would you ask if you had just one question? Um, yeah, that's kind of, you know, what What if you were standing there and, and this being said, I am God, you know? <laughs> what would yeah. you think? Um, and what if God was one of us just a slob, like one of us just a stranger on the bus trying to make his way home? And that really, to me, is representative of, Everybody that has a God spark in them, yeah, uh you know he is. He, and I and I say he because that is an old habit. But
1: you can you can only say he, she, it, but so many times, right? <laughs> you end up swearing. <laughs> uh, if,
0: yeah. If and if God had a face, what would it look like? And would you want to see it if it meant that you would have to believe in things like heaven and Jesus and the saints and the prophets? Um, and then, um, and, and I liked this. Uh, he's just trying to make his way home, like back up to heaven, all alone, nobody calling on the phone,
1: except the for the, baby, baby. <laughs> the baby in Rome, yeah, yeah, God one of us? yeah. yeah.
0: And, and what was really cool was the background uh i i I happened to come across the background of that (laughs) making of the song the writing of the song and what it meant and the songwriter um literally wrote that song like in a night and and what he was doing was he just kind of had a little tune in his head and he was playing it to to do some recording to show his girlfriend how his Recording equipment worked because um, she was talking about four tracks and all that and what did it mean and blah blah blah. So he said, "Well, what do you yep. think of this?" You know, and you can see how and he added some drums and you know stuff. And then uh, she said, "Well, okay, that's great. Now you got to sing it. You got to come up with some words." And so he he just started playing with it. And there was one part where he got stuck, and his girlfriend had already fallen asleep because she was, you know, waiting for him to finish writing a song. And she woke up and she popped out with some words that were perfect for what he needed for the song
1: um state of consciousness yeah yeah
0: Yeah. and then then um he took it and went to a meeting with like a producer and Joan Osborne was there and the producer said Joan you think you could sing that and so it, it became a and, and it was something that when everybody heard it, they immediately, you know, you don't get many songs about God in modern mainstream, day
1: music. Yeah, yeah. mainstream music, yeah.
0: And so, and it just really was catchy and appropriate yeah. and all that stuff. But Joan Osborne talked about how angry people got. At the song and how defensive and that she actually got death threats and people protesting at her concerts and things like that and it's like
1: really what is
0: wrong with that song that it would scare people so much right that they would get angry and what? want to kill somebody over a song because you don't talk about god that way
1: Exactly. What 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 are we triggering? If this, yeah. If yeah. If your view is so sanctimoniously perfect, how come this turns you into a lunatic, into a dangerous lunatic? Yeah. 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 And it's and, like, uh, no, you're you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Crazy has,
1: crazy has a home too. <laughs> <laughs> and and it, so it's
0: just interesting, and 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 we can take that into so many. Aspects of our lives, you know, how many times have you gotten mad at a driver in front of you for doing something? Road rage, and, and yeah, and then you did the same thing two yeah. days later.
1: It was like, or something pops out of your mouth, you're like, yeah, dumbass, and then you're like, did I just say that to a total <laughs> stranger? <laughs> For, for for hitting the brakes a little hard, wow, it's it's amazing how you can yeah you know, things can trigger you that you're normally a really nice person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and
0: and and it's and so but
1: where'd that come from?
0: Yeah, I, f- I have found myself, and it's taken time, but over time, recognizing, you know, I, I'll remind myself. Everybody's got a piece of God. Everybody, you know, and having that reminder and then it turning into such an appreciation that we're all (laughs) the same, yet we're all very unique. But we all have the same.
1: And that conundrum is one of the biggest truths that's out there.
0: Uh I worry about you two addressing topics like this from the heart of the Bible belt. <laughs> yeah, Lee,
1: well. You are Lee, you are a riot coming from you. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is kind and we talked about that too. About you know what, where do we want to go with this topic? And and do we, you know, we need to talk about we're not intentionally stepping on toes. And true, some of what we're saying does sound critical of some belief systems. However, we're also talking about radical behavior such as violence for singers about God. And we're also talking about where some of those belief systems don't jibe with each other necessarily. So we're not creating new concepts. We're actually making commentary on information that, that already exists. So and we decided to be brave and talk about this just a little bit more. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, Lisa, I keep it under wraps until I can't anymore. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and we all uh, have bad
1: days, right? Right. Absolutely. And, we all have bad days. We're all human, humans with a God spark in them, which is what yeah. I was pointing out a minute ago. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and because we are human and because we're in on earth, we have egos. And and that's part of the uniqueness well, we're of all being subject
1: to triggering. <laughs> Do so what? Which means we're all subject to being triggered. Yes. Ego gets egos us triggered.
0: meaning. You know, insecurities versus, um, you know, if you're insecure about something, but you believe something, right? Then you're going to defend it all the fiercer.
1: And what's that called? Cognitive dissonance. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Meaning to bring a (laughs) bill. Chickenery.
0: I've got a cowbell in the other room.
1: Oh yeah, (laughs) it needs more cowbell. Grab your dog. (laughs) Grab your dog and chicken until it grunts. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm just (laughs) teasing. Are you (laughs) promoting animal cruelty? (laughs) I'm promoting animals grunting at us for a second. <laughs> okay, new game. Mommy wants to play. This is <laughs> you know, yeah. I do that, and then my dog
0: would be jumping in my lap all the time, going, "Do it again! Do it again!" Exactly,
1: like a little kid. <laughs> you would think throwing a kid up in the air over and over would be child abuse. Mm-mm, they love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but so just um, a thing. But
0: and we know. I mean, with anything. I mean.
1: Yeah, cognitive Shoot. dissonance kicks in big time and, when and, people and, discuss religious beliefs.
0: And really anything that you talk about these days can trigger oh, somebody people. who's not stable.
1: Well, can I clarify that and say trigger anybody who's not feeling stable?
0: Uh, because I've
1: seen cool. yeah, because I've seen entirely intellectually advanced, stable, rational people who are research hounds, come up with literally unreasonable, insane, emotionally-based conclusions about current events, let's just say. And their reasoning is like, wow, okay, this is all emotional trigger for you, even though you are an intensely intellectual person. So, yeah, it's, it's... your stability a bit around your stability around that one topic, not your stability in general, is what yeah. I've noticed.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because
1: some people can, you know, just let's let me, I'll step there a little, just a little tiny bit. <laughs> We're talking about religion, which is basically a social taboo to talk about. You know, in polite company, you don't discuss politics and religion. Well, that's because that's two things that trigger people. Some people can trigger hard on religion and they can talk about politics reasonably and, and 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 calmly all day long, or the other way around. They can, you know, they get triggered on politics and they get fanatical, uh, thus the riots and, you know, some one reason, several reasons, but one of the reasons for rioting in the streets um, for the past several months, and they can discuss religion entirely calmly. So, Where I guess where I'm going with that is something that I've been mulling over uh, and an edict, I guess, that I used to support um, up until about a year ago. And it used to, I used to go along with separation of church and state. And I went along with impolite company or societal company. You don't talk politics and religion. And the change came for me, especially talking about religion, because that's part of my occupation. That's a big part of my whole life. Is the, one of the reasons we don't, that we are swayed away from talking about discussing political ideas and religious ideas openly with each other, is because this is a terrific way to control social narrative on those keystone topics. Uh It is a great way to keep people from exploring religious differences and ideologies. And the same thing for politics. It's a great way to stop people from exploring other ideologies in politics. Why is this a big deal? And I've been thinking about this for months and months. Why is this a big deal? Because the two things that affect every single Aspect of human existence. And trust me, I went down the line. I thought about everything that could possibly happen to a human that I could imagine. Every single one of them tie back to religious beliefs and socio political beliefs. Everything, every choice you make is based on your religious or philosophical beliefs or based on your political, socio beliefs, such as legal consequences or spiritual consequences or legal rewards, legal social rewards, which is politics, that's the definition of politics, or spiritual rewards. So reward and punishment for every single choice you make from how many breaths you take to who you talk to, what food you eat, um, when you wake up, when you wanna go to sleep, what you wear, uh, what language you choose to speak, English or Espanol or anything else. I can, or, or you yeah, Jamaican man, <laughs> yeah. or, or Japanese, but I, I can't remember how to say Japanese in, in Japanese, but anyway, on and, on and on and on, um, what, which gasoline you put in your car, uh, whether or not you use debit or cash, if you're going to wear this necklace or a different one, if you're going to talk about religion or not in your podcast, if you're going to be, um, dye your hair reddish brown, or if you're going to go blonde, or if you're going to go gorgeous arctic blonde. (laughs) Those are socio-political religious choices, every single one of them. So why are we socially conditioned that it's not polite to talk about religion and politics in polite company? food for thought why are we not allowed to discuss such crucial keystones in our in in our human lives human psyche our society and i just well, and it also
0: keeps people
1: separated that's divide one reason. and conquer that's two reasons <laughs> <laughs> there're more there're more and we have future episodes that'll Step all over those more in-depth things. Um, Deborah, uh, Iris's sister, uh, who's also somewhere in this chat and watching us, gave Iris some really good advice about this podcast way in the beginning, uh, weeks and weeks and weeks ago. She said, you guys allude sometimes to subject matter that you don't go into that's controversial. And she said, y'all need to either talk about it or tuck that, tuck that away. <laughs> tuck that back in and i love that expression Waity, you need to go ahead and put it out there or just tuck it away oh. and she was absolutely right so if you're wondering i'm alluding to something again and iris enjoys you know she does the same thing every now and then so eventually we're we're going to talk about such the 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 more controversial sides of, that we're alluding to but we're we're getting there gradually. And ours chose an excellent stepping stone tonight talking about what is God and what is our relationship to God. That's fundamental. We need to talk about politics and religion. Politics will come later.
0: <laughs> thank because you. you
1: know, a little bit. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you
0: yes so um appreciate
1: um, our audience such feedback and by the way we're always open to feedback please feel free yes yes
0: yes and um and i I know somebody mentioned earlier that you know religion is something that people die have died over um
1: yeah amy made that mention which is true yeah uh
0: lee says having been raised by a civil rights activist in the 60s, the crazy and unexpected triggers me. I keep thinking about Mother Emmanuel in Charleston. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that perspective would, would set you there, absolutely. Um, Heather is still trying to decide if she's numb or if she's found inner peace. Honestly, sweetie, they are two versions of the same thing. Keep going. If it's working for you, keep doing it. And then
0: uh TV keeps masses under control, especially football and
1: sports. <laughs> yes, Angela Noel, you are exactly right. Also, Guys, again, divide and conquer. <laughs> another divide and conquer. If you want to if you're sports, not already football,
0: divided by religion, you can be divided by your sports and follow it like a religion.
1: <laughs> whole cities, whole cultures come and go with the ebb and flow of soccer or football or american football depending on what continent you're on but the number one advice from every reputable guru and i do mean every single one of them if you want to spiritually evolve turn off your television set and leave it off and they are exactly right now personally i pick and choose what i watch on tv and i also intentionally cut it off after a certain amount of time but um I watch comedies. I can't I, I, I gotta have my laugh, you know I watch comedies, but you gotta pay attention to what you're laughing at too because commercials, oh my God, we could do a whole show about the travesty that commercials are television commercials. and a, a half hour show, fifteen minutes of it is commercials. Ten to fifteen minutes, or ten to twelve, actually. Just to be real. Yeah, 10 to 12 yeah.
0: Minutes. Well, let me hit on yeah. it a little bit too, because you've got the um, the spelling that goes on with, yes,
1: yes, jingles and mm-hmm. then so on. Absolutely, absolutely. But but um, yeah.
0: So so I guess right. I know I
1: know a lot of times we're
0: preaching to the choir because if you're watching, you're already kind of out there. <laughs> But, uh, but, but we did want to, you know, talk about, you know, how the traditional ways of looking at God and then inviting people who don't, who, who believe the traditional ways to expand the possibilities and invite them to see that, you know, when you, like I said, when you start recognizing that each of us. Is from the same source, and even if even if your belief is is a traditional Mm -hmm. patriarchal God, all seeing, all knowing, yeah, you believe that God created all people. Yeah. Well, hello, you know they all deserve the same respect, and so it's and so if you're disrespecting the person next to you are you really disrespecting God? You know, what if God was one of us? What if he was just riding on the bus, trying to get home? Yeah. Well,
1: I'm trying to ride a bus. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and so I just think God it's is
1: one of us. Yeah. Um,
0: that, whatever and that's, that
1: means to you. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, so, and I know in my own growth in, the, in, in the past several years, I've really been paying more attention to that and um trying to you know and and recognizing the value that each individual has regardless of how they believe Um, there was something oh one thing we mentioned i want to talk about real quick since it is christmas coming up was how when i was a kid I believed, oh. I, I would actually think about, you know, oh, if God is omnipotent and he's watching and I'm getting out of the bathtub, ew, that's creepy, and and then it hit me, Santa Claus, and if Santa is omnipotent too, then he must be like right up there with Jesus and God, and yeah, he,
1: it gets creepy at that point,
0: point. <laughs> yeah, and it really does start getting
1: creepy, and you were talking about how. Yeah, you had. I, I was aware of that at a young age. That um, it was creep the the omnipotence of Santa Claus and the free reign that the the Santa Claus had to walk around in your house while you're asleep and walk up on your children. Let me be specific: walk up on your daughters in their sleep. Everybody's not unsupervised. That freaked me out as a child, and. Santa Claus left a toy one year instead of under the Christmas tree. He came up three flights of stairs to my bedroom at the end of the hall and he left a present beside my bedroom door. We slept with our bedroom doors closed in my family because my parents were fanatical about fire safety. So we, I, I learned to sleep with my bedroom door closed and I woke up and I went, you know, Christmas morning. Yay! Walked up, opened the door, and there was a present right there with a tag and a bow that said "To Margot, Love Santa" and my sister "To Julie, Love Santa." It was a frog. It was a stuffed frog, and I froze, and I and I started hyperventilating, and I started freaking out, and I went screaming through the house to find my parents. And they're like, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? And my sister, who's five years older than me, said, I think she's scared. Because she she was right there. She saw what I was looking at. She said, I think she's scared. And when I could talk, I was like, Santa came all the way up to my door in the middle of the night. And my parents were like, oh, shoot. Honey, we need to tell you something. (laughs) (laughs) We We hope. Yeah, yeah. And I learned that's when it was confirmed that you know Santa Claus in in this family was it was a fabrication. And it helped, it did, but yeah, the omniscience of Santa watching you all the time, that's very goddish. <laughs> yeah. Godlike. And that omnipotence is mm, okay. And Honestly, I've got a whole lot more to say about Santa Claus and what Santa Claus also is, but we're not going to go down that road today. Um, <laughs> and that omnis- omniscient part, you know, we're talking about the omniscient part. And part of what we wanted to also talk talk about that you had in your intro, Iris, was personally connecting to God and the permission, social permission. Yes and the spiritual permission and the energetic ability to always connect with your version of whatever the highest power is.
0: It is a divine right. Yes. It's not something that you have to lock away and put away, but that you can connect with. And whether you do that through prayer or through meditation or just knowing that this because it's within you you have that connection and a lot of people keep keep it separate and it's like no there's there's not a barrier there's not a wall you don't have to make a reservation (laughs) you don't have (laughs) you know you you anytime anywhere, any place you can make this connection and it's very easy. Um,
1: it's instinctive, it's primitive, it's inherent that humans can commune with God at any time, any second under any conditions. 24/7 we are never separated from the highest power. Yes, spirit, God, the Creator, the Source, whatever you want to call it. Yeah.
0: And there's and there's been a lot of truths so. spoken about that, you know. And it's and it's, you know, people people think, you know, well, God left me and abandoned me, and all. And it's what ha- There are so many things that we create beliefs. That oh, we correct. then create the barriers. It's not God creating the barriers. And when you
1: really um, start. That's, that's the social assigning blame for things we can't, that we don't like or can't understand, such as a sudden death or a murder or um, something. Yeah, my,
0: my favorite is, is when a plane crashes and 200 people die and one person lives and they go, oh, God was looking out for them. No. I mean yes, but no,
1: it's not that's, not. that's not how it works.
0: That's not how it works. And, and the, you know, those everybody was being looked out for, and there was there's a time yeah. there's a purpose. And when you can't see the whole big picture, it's really easy to hone in with these little cliche things that don't and,
1: and assign responsibility and or blame. Yeah,
0: yeah, and so and and. So I'm, I'm I very much have evolved to recognizing that the connection is always there, and and I've known it even in the hardest times of my life. I've known that that I was in touch with God, and I've done it different ways. Divine presence
1: is always around you, and it can feel different from time to time. Um, you can have a different, uh, different, and I say feel loosely. It can, uh, send you, you have seven or eight senses, not just five as a, as, as a divine being slash human and yeah, divine presence is with you. And even during the worst of times and Christine, uh, I know we, we know her as Chris, Chris Gordon says 24, seven ladies, Thumbs yeah, thumbs up with a heart and a prayer hands. Absolutely. Um, yeah. going back
0: to the uh Santa thing, my uh yeah. Deborah says, When my daughter was three, she was terrified of Santa. She kept saying, Santa's gonna get you. Figured out my southern friends were saying, What's Santa gonna get you? <laughs> so she thought, Santa, Santa's gonna
1: thought. get you. <laughs> yeah, the linguistics of that, that I was like, Oh, that's brilliant. That makes perfect sense. What's Santa gonna get you? Well, and the three year olds, yeah, that Moody Me is gonna get me. Yeah. What does get you mean in your? Uh, they're coming to take me away.
0: <laughs> and now
1: we're talking about Krampus, you know? <laughs> we're talking and about And with Christmas, just two days
0: away. I'm gonna jump a little bit off topic because I was telling your story earlier and you said I needed to share. Yeah. Um, I was talking with a, a client through my daytime job. <laughs> And, uh, we were, she was asking, you know, oh, so you're getting together with family for Christmas and all this. And, you know, and, and we were talking about our plans. We were sharing plans and she said, um, well, my husband is insisting that we wear masks and she said nah, i just don't know and you know and 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 i said i get it do whatever's right you know and she, and she said you know and i get i understand his concern but he's one of these. he's watching the news all the time and he's watching the numbers go up and all that stuff. and she's and i said i just i have to turn it off i have to turn it off yeah. yeah and uh so she so we were talking about it and i said you know i hadn't really thought about it i said i know when i go to visit I'll go over to visit my daughter and her husband and kids and um, I said and when we get together I know that there's people that come to visit them and you don't know where they've been or you don't know like her husband who's out working where he's been right. and then I said God, it sounds like these old STD commercials are you using protection <laughs> who have you been with who was the last person
1: you were with who was they with you know you're well, creating. God, you have to notify the last ten people you were in contact with. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. And I said, and the government wants to keep track of it and who you've been with. <laughs>
1: <The> Iris, <laughs> what's the new definition for the phrase STDs?
0: Socially transmitted disease. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so y'all, mask up if you want to be. You can mask up
1: if you don't want your STDs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> this is the condom for your face, you
1: know. <laughs> condoms, baby, facial condoms. <laughs> lesbian friends will be glad to help you. <laughs> to teach you about
0: yes, folks, she went there.
1: <laughs> We've got plenty of gay friends. No worries. Oh. <laughs> yeah, freaking facial condoms or they're hoping that facial condoms. I mean, you know, that's the yeah. intention. Or that's another, little, rabbit hole. Um, another rabbit
0: so, hole. Yeah. So to let people kind of know what's coming up, um, because we, we did need to wrap it up. We've been here almost an hour, folks. Um next week on next Wednesday, we're going to um talk about co-creating a new year the do's and don'ts and positive energy of the new year the manifest emerging of the aging request Aquarius. yeah talking about how to manifest and so uh and we'll do that and maybe a little guided meditation and then um the following week on january
1: 6th um we'll, we'll have a guest speaker it depends on if he and if he and she it's actually two people uh, are available depending on um, what else is going on in the world. Let's say this person is a whistleblower, so to speak, um, in the, on the socio-political scene, and he is also a spiritual leader, and she is too. They are a husband and wife team. However, January six is a big day, so uh, in in national and international politics. So the availability we'll see but sooner or later we will have these people as guests anyway at some point in the future if not the week after. So
0: But the but the idea is we're moving into reveals. Yes. And people are, reveals what are reveals and who reveals what and all that stuff. But we're going to we talk need- about things that you- Yeah, Yeah. and and so we're going to talk about things that you see in movies, and later in another show we'll talk about things on TV. Um, uh, Just one quick example, if you've ever watched The Matrix, there's so much stuff packed into that movie that is more real than you realize. And so that's part of the the reveal idea, but um, the 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 guests we're going to have it would help build a foundation for you to understand that better. But regardless, we can still talk about the reveals
1: and let but people. But depending on whether it comes,
0: comes, comes or not. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, and then on January thirteenth, we're bringing guest in Courtney Lee Hudson, and she. The title of the show is "Everything Isn't Always Rainbows and Crystals." But it's actually talking about the existence, purpose, abilities, and needs of indigo, rainbow, and crystal children and adults. What are they? You, you know, you're, I'm hearing more about them in mainstream, and so we were going to share more about what they are and who they They're are.
1: Warriors, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very much so. So spiritual um, agenda. Yeah, but how they do it is what defines them. So. uh, Courtney has a ton of cool information, being one herself and having two um, adult children that are similar. And Iris has these vibes and information in her life and herself and her children. And uh, my private website is Indigo Answers for that reason. I study work support and do research and so on for Indigo children and their parents, Crystal children rainbow children, or sometimes called octarine, sometimes called other things. Buddha babies is another one. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Um, so there's yeah. lots of
0: interesting stuff there. And um, thank y'all for your thanks. Um, we're getting comments here about uh, people enjoying the show, and, and we yeah. greatly appreciate it right here. Remember, like, follow, subscribe, share. whatever you can do, yeah, and share. We're on YouTube, Facebook, iTunes and Spotify. Um, look for Eyes of Indigo podcast, and and we'll pop up if you there.
1: Google or DuckDuckGo. Don't, don't it that's what. Yeah, that would be us. Yeah. Yes.
0: So thank you all very much. We appreciate everybody that joined us today. I love you guys. Thank you for joining us for the Eyes of Indigo with Iris Carter and Margo Ross Sears. Music is Arcadia by Kevin MacLeod, licensed under Creative Commons. You can find us on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash Eyes Copyright 2020, Iris Carter and Margot Ross Sears.